This is One-on-One's NFL Friday, bringing your weekly Jets, Giants, and NFL talk from WFUV Sports. With top guests, weekly fantasy advice, and opinionated analysis, this is One-on-One's NFL Friday. All right, welcome everybody. As we're back here on NFL Friday for our NFL free agency edition. It feels like it was just yesterday we were watching the Super Bowl, and uh, here we are talking about more football. And uh, Never I'm ends. loving it. <laughs> Never <laughs> ends. I'm Christian Goey. Across from me is Tom Scabella. We also have John Furlong and James Corrigan joining us. Uh, fellas, always very busy. Third day of the free agency period. Jets, Giants making headlines as usual. Giants came in with close to $60 million in cap room. Uh, they've definitely put a lot of it to use. Uh, the Jets, despite only having about $6 million coming in uh, to the free agency period, they're still making headlines. And uh, I like the move so far, but we'll get into your opinions. Uh, let's start with Ryan Fitzpatrick, the quarterback situation with the Jets. What are your thoughts on the quarterback situation uh, for Gang Green, Tom? Well, I think they're in trouble, basically. They need a quarterback, obviously, whether it be – I think it should be Fitzpatrick because you look at the rest of the field and they're just so far behind. Uh, RG3 hasn't been a good start, starting quarterback in four seasons now. Brian Hoyer stinks. Uh, none of the quarterbacks in the draft are really going to be able to make an immediate impact. Colin Kaepernick, I guess, is the one guy you say – could be, but he he may want to be going to Cleveland. So I think Ryan Fitzpatrick, he won 10 games with the Jets last year. He is 33, 34 years old. He's not an elite quarterback by any stretch of the imagination. But he could be successful in the Jets, uh, in the Jets system. And if it's enough to win 10 games and get them in the playoffs, I don't think you could say that about any other quarterback on the market right now. You know, Tom, I saw a report today that, saw, that said that the Jets offered a contract to Ryan Fitzpatrick similar to what... The Philadelphia Eagles signed Chase Daniel for. Chase Daniel, a career backup, only throwing about 70-something passes in his entire career. He got three years, $21 million, $7 million a year. That is not even close, in my mind, to what Ryan Fitzpatrick is worth. I think this is a do-or-die crossroads situation for the Jets. I think they have to resign him. Tom, I'm going to disagree with you on this one. I really think that uh, it's not the end of the world if Fitzpatrick doesn't resign with the Jets. I feel like... Ryan Fitzpatrick, when they needed him against the Bills last season in the final game, not even the final the final game of the season, the final quarter of the season, he goes out and throws three interceptions. He's not as good of a quarterback as the paycheck he wants. And at 33 years old, he's coming off the best season of his career. Does anyone really think he's going to go out there and do as well as he did last season? Does anyone really think he's going to be he's going to be able to pilot this Jets team to 10 wins? Pilot, and that's clever. Um, <laughs> that was good. That was that good. That was good. I didn't even think about that. Uh, but yeah, is this team really good enough to win a Super Bowl right now with Ryan Fitzpatrick at the helm? And it, it, the uh, the answer is basically no. I don't right. think anyone in their right mind would think that the Jets could win a Super Bowl with even Ryan Fitzpatrick at his best at quarterback. Yes, they can make a playoff run, but I don't think they're going to win the Super Bowl. And when you're an NFL team, your goal is to win the Super Bowl. And why not, considering Ryan Fitzpatrick is 33 and he's not a long-term answer, why not start grooming a younger quarterback such as a Jared Goff in the draft, maybe trade up for him? Well, John, I think the way this Jets roster is constructed, this is a, this is a veteran Jets team, especially now with the signing of Matt Forte. There's a lot of older players on this team, and especially with the moves the Jets have made throughout the years, trading for Brandon Marshall, signing Eric Decker, signing back Darrell Rivas. 
drafting Leonard Williams and Sheldon Richardson. This is a Jets front office that has made some really shrewd moves, and they've brought this franchise back from the depths. And now they can blow it with, by putting Brian Hoyer under center. All of that money and time would essentially be wasted. They at least have to try. Nobody is saying that Pat. Nobody is saying Paxton Lynch is the savior here. Yeah, no, I agree with you, John, that there that Ryan Fitzpatrick is not a Super Bowl caliber quarterback, but he's the best of the bunch. Nobody out there that they can get is a Super Bowl caliber quarterback. So you might as well take a shot on Fitzpatrick over the next two to three seasons. Maybe you do in the draft, you know, you go for Goff, Wentz, Lynch, but none of those guys are going to be as good as Fitzpatrick is going to be over these next two to three seasons. No, I let, me, let me just say this. What if they give Pitchatrick the money he wants and they completely kill their cap space for the next two, ne- next year and, and year after that? What if Fitzpatrick goes out there, gets injured, has a horrible season, gets benched? Where does the Jets go from there if they've already committed all this money to him? What do they What do they do at that point? They're stuck. They're even worse than they were coming into this coming into this uh, uh, free agency period. Well, right. if they do draft one of the rookie quarterbacks, you would just have him slide in. But I mean, you could say that about any quarterback. I you know, would, I don't think they would give Fitzpatrick that money and then draft a rookie quarterback as well. I really don't. I really don't see them. Well, so, well would you rather trust Robert Griffin III, who? basically disintegrated in Washington, or Colin Kaepernick, who forgot how to play the position? I'm saying you go out and draft one of the rookie quarterbacks that are out there, and it seems like no one really wants a quarterback this year. No right. one's really high on them. Maybe the price is right for them to trade up. I don't. Know, I forget exactly what spot they are, but they only need to trade up about 10 spots to get either Wentz or, or Goff. Well, it will be interesting to draft. They're sitting at pick 20, if I, I believe. Okay, so um, no, more than, more than I, 10. I don't, yeah. I don't know if the Jets are going to be able to get one of those quarterbacks in the draft. I, li- I like your point, J- yeah. John. I really completely agree with the whole, you know, Fitzpatrick blew the, the, the playoffs. He I mean, really I, I hate to be one of those media guys who, who blames it on the quarterback because it is a team effort. Yeah. It's a team loss, and it wasn't just Fitzpatrick. But quarterback is the most important position, and you need a quarterback to lean on. And yeah. you, the great quarterbacks – they come up and they rise under pressure. And the Jets haven't had a great quarterback like that in, in but, since Joe, Joe Namath, Namath. basically. <laughs> but yeah, with that much, being yeah. said, I do I, I do agree with, with Tom and James in the sense that, look, he's proven to be successful in this Changeli offense. He just had a career year. Brandon Marshall, Eric Decker, amazing combination, great chemistry. Marshall wants him. Everybody wants him back. Marshall. It's great for the chemistry of the team. They came so close, close to the playoffs. They improved their team, in my opinion, with the backfield, which we'll get to. Um, I think you have to bring them back just what's out there on the market, and you can't risk going to the draft not knowing if you're going to be able to get one of those quarterbacks. And we don't even know if those one of those quarterbacks is a franchise quarterback. It's, it's a pretty weak QB class. Yeah, the quarterbacks this year aren't that good, so I think that's another reason it makes sense to maybe sign Fitzpatrick to a two- or three-year deal and then wait till next year to, say, draft your quarterback of the future or the year after, you know, maybe – I don't know who will be the top to Sean Watson from Clemson. The first yeah, one that came probably he'll he's the consensus number one as of now. But anything can change right here. So maybe you wait. You know, you go roll with Fitzpatrick for a year or two, and then you wait to grab that young quarterback because I don't think he's there this season. And I think Fitzpatrick is the best chance they have to win a Super Bowl, even if that's not a large chance over the next. With that being seasons. said, though, you know, RG three rumors he's visiting. Well, it's not rumors; it's been confirmed he's visiting the Jets today uh you know he's only 26 years old and i know people say you know he, he really forgot to play quarterback and and maybe that's true but maybe a change of scenery is necessary for him maybe he can regain some of that heisman trophy winner form some of that rookie of the year form 
Who knows? You guys think he could handle New York, though, the New York spotlight? No. I, I feel like that's not his... I, I don't feel like he could do RG3 that. RG3 can change his scenery, but he cannot replace his own legs with yeah, somebody he's else's. Got, he's 26, right. but he's got the legs of a 40-year-old. He's, he's got to change the way he plays the game. That's for yeah. sure. He's got to take less hits. Yep, and 100%. I don't know if a change of scenery Well, he will have talent, though, on the Jets, though. I mean, not that he didn't have talent on, on Washington. He did have talent. But Marshall, Decker... And, and, and which brings me to my next point, uh, the Jets brought in a bunch of running backs. Well, Bilal Powell was already there, but they re-signed Bilal Powell to a three-year deal. Um, they also brought in Matt Forte, the great Chicago running back over the past nine seasons. And, uh, and they brought in Kyrie Robinson from the Saints, who uh, Bill Parcells told Sean Payton was the next Curtis Martin back in the playoffs two or three years ago. So... Do you guys like the running back deals? Do you think they improved in the backfield? And do you think this sets them up to be in a, in a position to contend more so than they were think, last year? I think this puts them in about the same spot in the running back position as they did last season. Last season, Chris Ivory had an unbelievable start to the season, but he wore down, down the stretch, faded a little bit. We all know the talent Matt Forte has, but he is up there in age. He's about, what, 30? He's, He's going to be 31 in December, I yeah. believe. So, so basically, the main, mainly, mainly so thirty. So really, the, the same. Season. Really, the Jets are looking for a similar level of production from the running back position that they got last year from the duo of Ivory and Powell. I think they could get that with Forte. Yeah, I mean, Ivory was really good last year. He had over a thousand yards, seven touchdowns. He did slow down near the end, but he was a little banged up. I. It's going to be hard for to be much better to get much better production than they got out of Ivory last season. But I do think Forte. I don't know anymore, but he's definitely more talented, I think. Definitely as a pass blocker, yeah. which is big. So, And he got Kyrie Robinson. I mean, wouldn't it be the first time if they got a backup Saints running back that became a star? So, And Bilal Powell's good out <laughs> of the backfield. Chris backup, uh, backup Saints running yeah, back. He was a backup yeah, exactly. Saints. Yeah, exactly. So I, I think it's a really good trio. But, uh, you know, the starter may not be as good as Ivory was, but I think overall it's going to be a better backfield than they had last season. Yeah, I'm going to agree I'm going to agree with James more. I feel like they're about the same level. I feel like with Forte coming in, he is 31 and 31 for if for running backs is basically like 40 years old if you're yeah. any other position, especially these days in the NFL. And I mean with Ivory leaving, as you said, he had a great first he had a great start to the season, but he really tailed off at the end and that's a problem with running backs these days. I mean, no matter who you're going to get, it seems like these running backs just tail off at the end of the. They, a lot of them just tail off at the end of the season. It's hard to keep them, keep it going for sixteen games. I I think they improved in the backfield, and and here's why: they're much more balanced and much more versatile. I love the Bilal Powell resigning. You needed to bring him back. He was detrimental to that team. He was so huge to that run they made late in the season. He he provides a security blanket for Fitzpatrick, and he was huge. And they missed him so so much in that last week of the season against the Bills that they lost. He didn't have that security blanket. And now they got another one, an improved Bilal Powell, basically, a guy who's proven as well in Forte, who's been one of the elite running backs in the league. You know, Forte, he's 30, but 30 is kind of the year that everybody cuts their running backs. But right. D'Angelo Williams, 32. Frank Gore, 32. It's been done, you know. Yeah, it's not unprecedented. Players have been successful after 30 years old. It's still it's still happening. It's a very small case, but it's happened to the special ones at least. And Forte is a special running back. And as for Kyrie, you know, he's a guy who, like Ivory, can break tackles. He runs through people. He was actually, uh, I think, second behind Marshawn Lynch since 2013 in the amount of missed tackles um, that he induced. So I think the Jets' uh, backfield is improved. I think it was a great uh, stable of moves made by 
Mikey Mack, as people are calling Mike McKagan, the general manager of the Jets. Um, as for the contract terms, Forte got three years for $12 million, eight guaranteed. Powell got three years for 11.25, six guaranteed, and Kyrie Robinson one year, and close to two million, just under, well, actually close to one million. So that's the Jets. They lost Damon Harrison to their crosstown rival Giants, right. which I thought was a good deal. Uh, great deal for the great Giants. Deal. Little over nine million a year that he'll be earning in uh, blue which is very weird for me to say. <laughs> um, they also got Olivier Vernon, the edge rusher from Miami. Uh, big deal, 52.5 guaranteed, $85 million total over five years. And they brought back JPP on a one-year deal. And they got Keenan Robinson Keenan from the Robinson. Redskins, middle linebacker. And they yeah. reworked Cruz's deal. And, and Janoris Jenkins. And Janoris Jenkins. The corner right. from the Rams. I was yeah. blanking on that one. Uh, so, Tom, you're going to be our Giants beat reporter. What do you think about the moves? Well, as a Giants fan, my general rule of thumb is never get too excited because they're going to break my heart in some way. But this is, I think, Wednesday, Thursday is as exciting as a day it's been for a Giants fan since they won that last Super Bowl. The last four years were just mired with mediocrity. So I love the moves. I mean, they came in with a lot of weaknesses. Linebacker, defensive line, secondary, offense. I mean, you pick the position outside of like Eli or, or Beckham and they were not good. So they're really addressing every position. The defensive line now, JPP's back. He was good last year, even with his, his broken thumb. I saw today he apparently had a surgery to retain some movement in that thumb. So I think you have him, Hankins, Damon Harrison, who was he was pro football folks' best-ranked run stopper uh, last season. He's has the most run stop uh, over the last three seasons than anyone. So he's really going to shore up that run game because they, they struggled against the run. They struggled against the pass. They struggled against everything. And then Olivier Vernon, yeah, you know, he's not a guy that's ever had 10 sacks in his career, but he gets to the passer a lot. He had more quarterback pressures than I think um, everybody but one defensive end last year. So I think he's really a good signing. You've got Janoris Jenkins they, to shore up the cornerback position. They really are addressing pretty much all of their weaknesses, which is hard. It's hard to remember a team that has done that so well as the Giants have this offseason so far. Yeah, now, I'm, I'm, uh, you know, man. Yeah, I'm with you on that, Tom. I think it's uh, the Damon Harrison deal was a great deal. As you said, Pro Football Focus is top-rated run stuffer, and that's that's a huge deal, for especially for the amount of money that they're paying him. It's good that they, they're going to get such a good player. And for Olivier Vernon, cause from a, from a, not from a Giants fan, from a Dolphins fan perspective, Olivier Vernon is a very good player, and he deserves a, to get a lot of money, but I think the Giants way overpaid him. They're giving him J.J. Watt-type money, and he's not a J.J. Watt-type player. He gets to the passer. He doesn't really do much else. Yeah, the Miami's run defense was, I think, 28th ranked in the NFL. He doesn't really do much else, and he, he does get to the passer very well, but he does not deserve the And you watched of... him a lot because you, you, oh, you watched ab- the Dolphins. Oh, absolutely, yeah, and he deserves to get a lot of money. He had a yeah. great season, and he deserves to move on because Miami was not going to pay him as much as, as much as the Giants are, but... Yeah, I, I think the Giants are going to regret this yeah. one a little bit. I really do. I agree that they overpaid, but I still think it's a good move. If you know what I mean, they, yeah, ca- no, they had they to overpay. They were the only one willing to pay him that amount. Yeah, I mean, Jacksonville there were, was right Jacksonville up there. Was, no, you're right. There was a market for Vernon. They didn't just blow everybody out of the water and, and give him that deal only. There were other suitors for Vernon. He chose Giants. Well, I'll tell you, I, just, before, just before you get in here, I was just going to say that I feel that Vernon – benefited a lot from the double teams that Adamican Sue saw. Okay. And maybe they won't 
he maybe he won't get as much single coverage as he did last year in Miami, allowing him to do his, get as many sacks as he did. That's just that's just my opinion. Well, the presence of JPP might help that a little bit. But just back to Damon Harrison, he had 117 run tackles in the past four years, fourth most among interior defenders. He really was the anchor of the Jets' top five run defense. The Giants had the Giants allowed 4.4 yards per carry this season. That was 24th in the league. That's pretty bad. But that that was pro- that's probably the best signing the Giants have made. But I have to play devil's advocate, like John said on. Olivier Vernon. He really he had a great second half, but he did not have a good first half. He only had seven tackles in his first six games. He had 53 in his last 10, and he had six sacks in his last seven games. But this is not this is a guy that has not yet made a Pro Bowl. Right. Not been on all pro. Yeah, but Pro Bowls are popularity contests. I don't no, even take but I feel, like, I feel like I don't. Muhammad Wilkerson never made a Pro Bowl before extent, last year. I feel like if you're going to give a guy as much money as you gave Olivier Vernon, the fact that he hasn't made a Pro Bowl is kind of scary, don't you think? And yeah. Another guy that hasn't. I think made it's a more pro name bowl. recognition that gets you a Pro Bowl. But yeah, you're right. Not, another non of. another non Pro Bowler is Janoris Jenkins. Okay. He's has a reputation. Uh, we have we obviously haven't watched too many St. Louis Rams games. But he has a reputation of giving up some big plays oh. here and there. And he admitted just recently that what he wants to change the most coming to New York is to be less lazy late <laughs> in games. games. Which is that's great the, for the Giants. The Giants need that. <laughs> uh, yeah. Uh, let's have a player be less lazy. Sure. But uh, the fact that he's admitting <laughs> that, not exactly a great sign. And these guy has got so much money. The So the, the risk that is being taken here by Jerry Reese, who is whose job is on the line this year, to be quite frank. He has to take these risks, but these risks are are really great. Now, I agree with you. Janoris Jenkins, out of the signings, probably my least favorite. I think it's a bit of an overpay, but he does have a lot of talent. He's got good ball skills. He could probably even play in the slot. It's mainly going to be an outside corner, though. Yeah, the problem with him is he he is susceptible to giving up a lot of big plays, kind of similar to how Rodgers Cromarty plays on the other side. But I I'm still not against the signing. I still think it's it's a pretty good pretty good signing. They needed a cornerback. I think he'll be better than Amukamara was, but I don't know if he'll be as much better as the pay uh, right. difference is, is going to be. But I think the other point that's big for the Giants is. Um, Harrison has not missed a game over these last three seasons. Mm-hmm. Olivier Vernon has never missed a game in his right. NFL career. Janoris Jenkins has missed only a handful. And the Giants, no injuries better than any team in the NFL. So you're getting three guys here that have a history of staying on the field and are talented. I think that's something that's going underrated here. Look, I, I like all the moves. I really do. Uh, JPP, I thought, played really well last year despite having half of his hand blown off. Um, Janoris Jenkins, I think they overpaid a little bit but it's the market i mean you're if you want to get corners you're gonna have to overpay sometimes there's not a lot and janoris jenkins is really the best on the market um yeah character concerns with him he transferred from florida to north alabama um i forget why exactly i I, i'm not gonna get into that but there are character concerns with jenkins uh look i'm jealous that you're gonna get to cover damon harrison and i won't because he was one of my favorite players for the Jets, he is a clog in the middle. Him and Hankins are going to form a great pair. And Vernon actually did have 11 and a half sacks his second season in the NFL. He's proven to be a great edge rusher. And, you know, he's durable. And he's only 25. So I like the deal sort of Giants. They had a lot of money. Why not spend it? Well, who else are you going to spend it on? Yeah. Uh, sure, you need to be 
cautious. You need to be smart and calculated in your in your decision making. But look, this is a team that really could have won a division last year had they not blown a lot of those leads. And and I guess that my question would be that with the Jets, we can't. It would be premature to ask this question because we don't know who their quarterback is going to be. But are the Giants contenders in your eyes? Oh, absolutely. I think they're. Well, they're definitely better than the Eagles. I mean, the Eagles are a mess. Contenders for the Super Bowl, not just the division. Okay. No, I th- I think. Well, they still have work to do. Right now, no. But I think they haven't. They still have around twenty million in cap space, and they have you know tenth pick in the draft. I still want a free safety. I'd still like another outside linebacker. I want another right tackle because Marshall Newhouse is he's just a wide open gate. He just lets people race through. <laughs> and I'd like a wide receiver. Got to build a wall. Yeah, got to build a wall. We're not going to get political. (laughs) And I'd like a wide receiver on the other side of Beckham. I know they got Cruz in the slot, but I want another wide receiver on the outside. So, no, they're not a Super Bowl contender right now. I think they're a division contender right now. Division's going to be harder to win, though, this year because Romo's back for the Cowboys. Yeah, Romo's back. But I think with the cap room, with the high draft pick, assuming they continue on this good path they're on this offseason, I think by September they could be a Super Bowl contender. I think as long as they have Eli Manning, they will contend for a division championship every single year. Eli, we almost forget with how awful the rest of the team is, last in passing defense by a good amount. You almost forget the kind of year that Eli had. And he's even as his career has gone in his later years, I think he's gotten better personally. Yeah. So He's been helped by the McAdoo offense. I, think sure. that's, oh, yes. I don't think there's any problem saying that. He had 35 touchdown passes, 14 picks. 4,400 yards, a little over 4,400 yards. So. They also don't have much of a running game either. Uh, Rashad Jennings and Andre Williams are, are not exactly capable in the backfield. And Andre Williams is definitely not capable no, in no, the No, no, no. He, he <laughs> rushed for 2,000 yards in college. He might not rush that for his entire career. Yeah, I would definitely <laughs> take the under on that. But, uh, yeah, so getting Victor Cruz, who knows? Who knows he, how healthy he will be? And Ruben Randall will hopefully not see the field for the Giants again. Yeah, he's a free agent. I don't think they're going to re-sign him. Cruz, I root for Cruz. I mean, obviously because I'm a Giants fan. But, you know, I root for him. He's so exciting. But he's going to be 30 in November. He's coming off an injury in which a lot of people don't recover from. So I'm glad they restructured his deal. He's going to make $1.3 million base. He could get up to five with incentives. So I think it's a good deal to get him back, see what he's got. But I'm not you know, really going to rely on him too much, which is why I think they really need another wide receiver outside of Beckham. Yeah, I think I think the Giants are in a good spot. I think they'll definitely contend for a division title. I think it'll be neck and neck between them and the Cowboys, especially now that Romo's back. I think Giants go 9-7, and seven, Cowboys 10-6, and six, or the other way around. It'll be close like that, and they'll get like the three or four seed in the playoffs. But they're definitely not Super Bowl contenders at this point. But okay. definitely not Super Bowl contenders. They still have a lot of work to do. That passing defense was so bad, as you mentioned. The most yards given up in NFL history by a large, but not just the league last year, but NFL history by a large margin. Can't bring up, I can't remember the stat right now, but it was just shocking yep. how bad how bad they were last year. And besides Janoris Jenkins, how much have they really how much have they really done to to fix that? But I think as long as they have Eli Manning and Odell Beckham, not just Eli Manning, but Eli Manning and Odell Beckham, who is the best wide receiver in the game right now, yes. I think that they are always in contention for a playoff spot. I disagree. I think they are Super Bowl contenders. And, and and you know why? Because the logic of the NFL does not apply to the Giants. It doesn't matter what yeah. their regular season record <laughs> is. True. Eli once, is so good in the playoffs. Once yeah. they get into the playoffs, anything's possible. And they first. showed that. The, 
you got to get in first. That's true. But they always play well against the Cowboys. They are so much more improved with these acquisitions. And whenever you got a combo on offense like they have with Beckham and Manning, I think anything's possible. I think the Giants are in prime position to win their division. I think Romo and the Cowboys are still the favorites um, just because they were so yeah. good the previous year. But I'm not putting it past the Giants to get into the playoffs and make some noise. I would not be surprised if they made a run because they already fooled me twice. Mm-hmm. And um, and I guess that's, that's going to wrap it up for our Jets-Giants talk. So now let's go to around the league. A lot of stuff happening in general in the league. Uh, Brock Osweiler in Houston leaving Denver. Shocker. That's crazy to me. Uh, Colin Kaepernick talks continue. Browns apparently have emerged as a nice suitor for Colin Kaepernick. He said it's an attractive place, basically, because of Hugh Jackson. <laughs> uh, I don't know if LeBron's texting him, trying to tell say, him, him what to LeBron. say. LeBron, the only two yeah. people that willingly go to Cleveland. What <laughs> What to you guys, what are you guys keeping an eye on right now? What's the most interesting story right now around the league that you're really focused on following? I think sort of the quarterback carousel around the league. Fitzpatrick is still out there. Colin Kaepernick's on the market. RG3 dare I say Johnny Manziel. He's not going to be a starter, obviously. He was just cut this morning. He's still just a story to follow. But I think, you know, Sanchez just went to Denver. I think there's a lot of, like, mediocre quarterbacks available, and I think we're going to see a lot of movement. So I'm excited to see how they end up, you know, shuffling up. Yeah, I think the big news for me is who's going to quarterback in Denver? I mean, they they just traded for Mark Sanchez today, but they basically said we're going to try out more people, which is good because if I'm a Denver fan, I'm having a panic attack because Sanchez (laughs) is your starting quarterback to follow up Peyton Manning on your – See on your defending champion season is not not what you want to have. Even with as good of a defense as Denver does have, it's it, Mark Sanchez is not the answer for any team. To ah. be fair though, Peyton Manning wasn't much better than Mark Sanchez. But he's last Peyton season. Manning, right? Exactly. The leadership he brings oh, obviously yes, is huge. But the the Broncos have dare shown you they compare could... Peyton Manning to Mark Sanchez. <laughs> the Broncos have shown they could win without a a good quarterback. Is what I'm trying to get. No, that's critical. fair. Yeah. How how Denver let Bros. Brock Osweiler walk. I have yeah, no me too. idea. Yeah, me too. So Maybe. you love the move, the love love the move for Houston. Oh, I I do. I love the it's move for move. Houston. Bill O'Brien is known mostly as a quarterback whisperer. Back when he was at Penn State, he really molded Christian Hackenberg. And after he left, Hackenberg's production dropped severely over there. And he really and he led a team uh, this year with no. No set quarterback position at the beginning of the season to the playoffs. That's just mostly because that division was so bad. I, I, true, but and with Brock Osweiler learning under the sheriff Peyton Manning. Oh man, that is knowledge, that the nickname we're going with? I, that when sheriff, did that happen? I, I, I like, it happened I like, like two like months ago. Sorry, sorry. Like James, go minutes, on. I know, like ten <laughs> minutes ago, he got that. But <laughs> to bring that knowledge to Houston, who already has playmakers on offense, guys like DeAndre Hopkins, who up some unbelievable numbers yeah. last year. Guys like, and now getting Lamar Miller to solidify that run game over there. And J.J. Watts, though. And maybe on as tight end. <laughs> <laughs> maybe. But that's that gives a whole new dynamic to Houston team. I think they're favorites in the AFC South. You think over the Colts? Even I think with they, are, back? No, I oh, I think they yeah. are the favorites now in the AFC South. With Lamar Miller, J.J. Watt, and Brock Osweiler, I think they're definitely the favorites in the AFC South. I'd probably stick with the Colts just because of Andrew Luck. Brock Osweiler, I think, has potential, but he's only played like five games. I want to see it first. Andrew Luck is a proven superstar. So if you were telling me who do I think is going to win the division right now, I'm, I'm sticking with Indianapolis strictly okay. because of Andrew. But we Luck. have we have been burned by the way by guys like Matt Flynn 
who have signed exactly. as That's backups, true. as ba- who are lifelong backups, and then signed for yeah. other teams because they've had a couple good games here and there. He I'm actually a- tweeted the other day. Matt Flynn was saying, "I know oh, I'm not the one to talk, but some of these quarterback <laughs> contracts." That's, so, are- that's the most ironic thing I've ever <laughs> yeah. heard in my entire life. You know, I actually I like the Osweiler move. I think you know you you, you kind of have to pay him that sort of money. Like I said, the market it's just it's so limited. Uh, but he's big guy. I mean, he's a six foot seven, six eight, and he and he's got a cannon for an arm. And, and Houston needed a quarterback. Um, just to put this out there Prince of Mukamara to the Jags on a one-year deal according to Adam Schefter uh I I think that was kind of to be expected that he wasn't going to stay with the Giants any 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 thoughts yeah no yeah it was expected Jenkins is just going to replace him right so you know let's get back to the to the Denver quarterback situation well really the Colin Kaepernick situation where do you think he's going to end up I guess Cleveland's the favorite right now just because he said he prefers to go to Cleveland Cleveland obviously needs a quarterback I, I'd like to see him in Denver. I think that could be exciting with Demarius yeah. Thomas. I just want to throw weapons. something out there real quick. Why isn't he? Wouldn't he be a perfect fit for Chip Kelly's system? I'm really confused. Why is everybody yeah, so I eager to throw him out of San Francisco? He I think Gabbard, Blaine Gabbert. I know that, but he just he? needs to change the scenery. I think. Yeah. All right, fair enough. I just feel like he would be perfect for what Chip Kelly wants to do. I mean, he tried to do that last year in Philadelphia, and it backfired miserably because he didn't really have the quarterback he needed. I was surprised too. Yeah. I think his gripe is probably more with the front office and maybe the way he's right. Yeah, the no, that's that's years. fair. And that's the locker fair. room may have lost faith in him, and he may yeah. not feel confident that the locker room actually believes he can be the franchise quarterback that we once thought he was. Yeah, I mean, I agree. But another thing, uh, just to pivot from the Denver court and the Colin Kaepernick situation, another thing that I sort of laughed at a little bit is, sorry, John, but your team, the Miami Dolphins, becoming sort of like the Betty Ford clinic of the NFL, taking on troubled guys and guys that have flamed out, Mario Williams, and now with Kiko Alonso and Byron Maxwell. All right, let me defend my team here for a little bit. Yes, Mario Williams has, he, he could be considered a flame out at this point. Yes, he had a yeah. horrible last season with Buffalo, but he's coming, he had, he had a, overall, his, he had a successful stay in Buffalo. He was a good player yeah. for a couple years there. And I think having him come in and replace Olivier Vernon for, a ton less amount of money. I think $9 million less he'll count against the cap than Olivier Vernon would have if we signed him to the deal that we were going to before he signed with the Giants. I think he'll do just about uh, he'll do just about the same work as Vernon did. And I would never I would not call Alonzo a flameout. He's a third or fourth year player. It's a third team yeah. in three years. Yes, that's that's a knock against him, but he's gonna His come in, in here. Injuries he's, have been the problem. Uh, yeah, injuries have been the him. problem with him. And Maxwell, maybe mm. he was a product of the system in Seattle, but also Seattle runs zone and Miami runs zone. Philadelphia runs man-to-man, and that may have been the issue with him. I think what I'll, what I'll say is this. It fits. It solves two of the Dolphins' biggest problems, which was linebacker and cornerback. And all they had to do was trade down five spots in the first round. I think I, I think it was a good deal for them. Yeah, I really I really, I really like that move for the yeah, Dolphins. I do. Like you said, they, they went down five spots in the draft, and they got two proven good defensive players. Exactly. How good they are it's is up very, for debate. It's a very, I'll give you this. It's a very low-risk move. You're not right, giving exactly. up. You're basically giving up nothing. You're taking. You're taking. You're taking the players that Philly didn't want, and we're and just giving them basically a new home is what is what they're doing. I like Alonzo. That's why I like the move. Yeah, but, me too. But I don't really know if they necessarily improved because Vernon's gone, and I don't know is if Mar- Mario Williams mm-hmm. if he returns to his to his you know ultimate form where he's getting double digit sacks. Maybe it is great that yeah. they let Vernon walk. But 
I don't know if that's an improvement to sign Mario Williams, who's much older than Vernon. It is more cost-effective, maybe. Maybe he can you know, produce I, a similar amount with a lower cost. Yeah, I heard someone say Grimes' name in there real quick. Uh, he's, he was he is past his prime, I think. I, he got burnt multiple times last year. He had awful games here and there. He was awful against the run. He was, he as I, as I just mentioned, he got so you don't think burnt that's a big loss. multiple he signed, times. I don't think Grimes is. He got he signed for Tampa Bay today. He got an $18 million deal, which is a ridiculous amount of money for him. He's 34 years old, I believe. He's also got a crazy wife. Right. That's never that's uh, never a good thing. I heard, that I heard about that. She's, uh, she's, she's a nutcase, and get her just get her out of there. <laughs> but I, I don't know if, if Maxwell's necessarily an improvement over Brent Grimes. Brent th- Grimes is th- one of the best think, corners in the league. No, not anymore. He was for a few years there. He was 31. He, he two, he t- 31, okay, so he's younger than I thought. But he, two years ago, when he first came from Atlanta, he was incredible. He had that last year against when he was covering Calvin Johnson he had that incredible one-handed right. catch and everybody thought he was the greatest thing <laughs> greatest thing to ever walk the face of the earth and now he comes back the next season and he's getting burnt on a weekly basis and now he's now next thing you know he's gone and i think that but Maxwell really is going to be an improvement over over uh, over Grimes. Yeah, I mean, I think as a Dolphins fan, you've watched Brent Grimes 16 games a year. So I think you yeah. probably know him better. Oh, but yeah, from absolutely. but just from an outsider perspective, I would say him and Maxwell are about the same. But okay, like you said, maybe, no, maybe Maxwell will be no, better. But I think the whole thing with the Dolphins is the quarterback position. I mean, it's, yeah. they're going to go as far as Ryan Tannehill takes them. Yeah, I mean, it's it's true. And the thing that they need they need an offensive line to protect Ryan Tannehill. He is that he's been hit the most of any quarterback in the past three years. The offensive line has been in shambles ever since the whole Ricky Richie Ignito scandal happened three years ago, and they got ravaged by injuries. The only real starter they have is Mike Pouncey on that line right now. They need four new offensive linemen to and go with him. Gase. Is a great hiring in my yeah, opinion. Yeah, no, I agree. I he think he will a great hire. get the most out of Tannehill. He will get, take him to the next level. But then again, that's what everybody said about that's what everybody Philbin. said about Philbin when he came in mm. because he was with Aaron Rodgers in Green Bay. So I'll see it. I've been a no, Ryan Tannehill supporter since the day he was drafted. I thought it was a great pick, but I'm starting to lose faith in him. I really am. Last season was a big, big yeah. step back, and I said it before the season. If they take a step back this season, we're in trouble. And sure enough, that's exactly what they did. Just real, qu- just one last quick point on their free agency. I think those three players may or may not have been influenced by the first season of Ballers. <laughs> <laughs> guy, guy, guys that ha- get in trouble, come to Miami, live it up, party, get a roster spot. All goes well, right? <laughs> just like Mike Wallace. Yeah. Oh God. Yeah. Don't even oh, bring yeah. his name up, Jesus. <laughs> Who just got cut by Minnesota? Um, before we wrap it up with the free agent, free agency winners and losers, just a couple notes. The Jets uh, have Shea, Shea McClellan, linebacker from Chicago, visiting today. I think Kelvin Beecham, the left tackle for the Steelers, as well. So a couple notes there. Giants also meeting with Russell Okung. Giants. Off, off I think they just central. finished their meeting with Russell Okung. I think huge. he's on to. Dallas or Seattle? Not, not Dallas. Dallas. Dallas has a great O-line. He's on to, I he's think, on to Seattle. somewhere else. I'm, I not, think I'm not sure. I think he's going to Seattle soon. Um, he's yeah. going somewhere. Yeah. But I, I would love that move for the Giants who need left who need offensive line help. Um, but let's just wrap up. Free agency, winners and losers. You don't have to give both if you want. You can. Who do you think won and who do you think lost? Um, I'll say has won and lost. It's still going. For a team... I'm going to say the Giants are the big winner. They've got the most players, obviously, and they've gotten some very good players, improved on a lot of weaknesses, and they've still got some cap money to play with. Um, And I think winners, as far as players go, is the quarterback position because it's just been so inflated. Every quarterback, pretty if you're a quarterback and you're kind of good, you're going to get like over 15 million a year. It's pretty much how it's been established. Uh, Losers, Eagles are just 
a joke. I mean, I don't know. <laughs> Chase, like they bring in. Chase There's a Daniels. little uh, emotional interest in that. Answer. I guess, <laughs> but seven million for a backup quarterback in Daniels. You've already got eighteen million invested in Bradford, so you've got twenty-five million invested in two quarterbacks who have really aren't that good, and they're getting rid of all their players. It. I don't think it's a good time to be an Eagle fan right now. I'm gonna go. I'm gonna agree with you and say the Giants are the big winners. I think they improved dramatically in areas that they needed to, and. As you said, I mean, you can make an argument that they really are a Super Bowl contenders. Not, I mean, yes, Super Bowl contenders could because of what you mentioned earlier that right. they always just de- seem to defy the odds. But definitely division contenders, especially that last year they were division contenders and they were absolutely awful on defense. And so I far. think I'll say that the Dolphins were winners. I think they definitely improved their situation considering how little cap space they had. I think the moves... Since their hands, since they're basically their hands were tied, I think I think it was a good move for them. And for the losers, the Eagles are the easy pick, but I'm gonna go with a little bit of a. Uh, I'm gonna go with a different team. I'm gonna go with the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. They just gave Doug Martin a huge contract for a player that finished below 500 yards two times in his in his five year career as a starter, and they're giving him a ton of money. And as I mentioned before, they gave Brett Grimes and his crazy wife 19 million dollars <laughs> for two years. And so I don't really know what they're doing down there in Tampa Bay. Uh, my winner, actually, I'm going to pivot away from the Giants. I I like what the Oakland Raiders have done yeah. this offseason, yeah, signing Bruce Irvin and Sean Smith and Kelsey Osamelli, the guard, the former Baltimore Ravens guard. They have a solid core of players now with Derek Carr and Khalil Mack and Amari Cooper. Sean Smith has always been a very solid cornerback for me over in Kansas City, and even when he was with Indianapolis, and we all know – uh, what Bruce Irvin could do in in Seattle. He's had some very good seasons over there. So I really like uh, the Oakland Raiders building potentially a contending core. And the Chiefs re-signed a lot of their players. They re-signed Jay Howard, Derek Johnson, Tamba Ali. They, lo- they lost Sean Smith, but that kind of thing is going to happen. So a quiet off season for them, but I think they set themselves up into contenders. And just a couple losers for me. This didn't happen recently, but Seattle losing Marshawn Lynch, I think, hurts a lot for them. And the Jets, if they lose Fitzpatrick and wind up with nothing, that would make them the biggest loser of the of the free agency season because I think that would make them give them the biggest disparity of wins come from one season to another. And the Eagles are a dumpster fire, so <laughs> just a little just correction a pile, before just, just a pile little, on them a little more. Just a little correction. It's two years, sixteen and a half million for Brett yeah. Grimes and his crazy right. wife. I was just, I just want to, <laughs> just want to make sure of that you know, too much. You know, just <laughs> to much. clarify, Russell Coombs going to uh, Detroit next okay. for a visit. Um, winner, Giants. I don't see how they're not a winner. Uh, I think they put their money to good use. They drastically improved their defense. Their offense is still great. Uh, I would like to see them get a running back. Maybe Zeke Elliott in the draft. I, who knows? Yeah, um, that'd be a good deal. Losers. Uh, I also like what Oakland did, by the way. Uh, losers. You know, there are a lot of losers, in my opinion. I think. I think. Although I trust John Elway, I think Denver losing yeah, Denver, yeah. Brock Osweiler after losing. Peyton Manning to retirement is a big question mark for them. Malik Jackson um, too. Malik Jackson as well. Although they didn't, Trevathan. they didn't expect to be able to keep Malik Jackson. They yeah. had it between him and Derek Wolf. Um, I, you know, who did you say again was the big loser? Uh, I said Seattle because they Seattle, Seattle lost, losing Urban and uh, and of course losing Lynch. No, I you know Thomas Rawls was great last year before he broke yeah. his leg. I, Lynch was not himself, and they were really really hot when Rawls was doing well. They were looking like 
the Seattle that we know them to be. But then when he broke his leg or broke his ankle, um, it, it, it kind of fell apart for them. So, yeah, the big winner for me is the Giants. And the Jets, I think, have had a real good free agency so far. It will be really bad if they don't get Fitzpatrick because then they'll have probably Brian Hoyer knowing the <laughs> Jets. Um, guys, absolute pleasure. Had a great time. Yeah, thanks for having uh, us. Yep. It's very busy, and, and I, I expect it to keep going, keep seeing headlines, and uh, uh, I'll be on Twitter constantly checking the news. <laughs> well, we all. And thanks to Dan Bradley for producing. Did a fantastic job as usual. This has been One-on-One's NFL Friday, only on WFUVsports.org. Join us next week as we take you around the NFL. We'll see you then.